0: This is Paul Nobles from EatToPerform and I am here with Coach Mike Milder today. Mike, do you want to say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. So we're we're testing some new audio equipment here. So I apologize if uh, you know it sounds a little weird. I know we're not audio files in general, um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about. You know, we did a couple a uh, couple weeks ago. We did a podcast on everything hurts. And modifying your workouts for everything hurts and today we're actually going to be talking about new templates that Mike has drawn up that are really super exciting and I want to talk about all the implications of these templates but Mike can you just give a general overview on you know just your thoughts on the new templates Yeah. So
1: the cool thing about the new templates is that it's kind of like everything hurts. So for those of you who are either doing everything hurts or have already completed it, these new templates are kind of designed in a similar fashion. It's just, we're not going as intense on the accessory stuff. So we still have the total body days three times a week. So we're getting that frequency in and then the ISO accessory days and everything hurts. They're pretty intense. Uh, for those of you who've done it, know that you know, like day two and day four really leave you pretty wiped out. But for these new templates, um, you know, the I, the accessory work is really body part specific. So we wanted to kind of give you the option of saying, you know, what I really want to bring up my back for the next four to you know four to eight weeks, or I want to work on my shoulders or my legs or my arms or whatever body part. Each person has that they, you know, feel like is kind of lagging behind, and this really gives you an bodybuilding type aesthetic template along with body part specific frequency builders. So it's it's really exciting stuff.
0: Well, I know a lot of women are also excited about the two glute workouts, right? Um, so we, basically, we have one version and then another version. Uh, Talk a little bit, you know, I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about how this template works with Everything Hurts, but first let's start with um, just something that you kind of described to me, right, Um, on how you would want to use these workouts. So to give you an example or a little bit of a reminder of what you were talking about, the, um, I'm going to start with my chest, and um, for myself, my arms also are kind of a lagging area, and one of the things that Mike said was it might be nice if you did four weeks of chest, and then the next four weeks you did arms. So in just out of curiosity, would I start off from the beginning with chest and then start off for the beginning with arms?
1: Yeah, so that's a good point because the way that the frequency builder works is that we're increasing volume over time. And there's a certain point where you just don't want to keep pushing the volume any higher uh, because then you start to compromise recovery. So I kind of like the idea of taking one body part, starting with that and adding, you know, the volume is built in. So if you just follow the program four weeks, you're going to, hit a certain point and then you can add in a second body part so let's say you know paul you started with chest you hit the chest by itself as the frequency builder for four weeks and then after that four week period you're going to circle back and start with chest and arms and now you have you know you're starting back at the lower volume for chest and beginning with arms and now you have both of those things working in simultaneously Wait, um, so I think kind of
0: complement So, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. Would I be doing chest and arms at the same time?
1: Yes. So, you'd be doing the frequency builder for chest and arms. Uh, So, basically, you know, if it's four exercises for chest, four exercises for arms, uh, that would be your non foundational workout. Um, You'd be doing two body parts, you know, each uh, frequency builder. Uh, So, you know, the way that I would work it in, and I, I would hit the chest first hit the arm second and that's, you know, that would be your, your frequency builder, your workout for the
0: day. Okay. So basically, um, cause it, you're saying four weeks, but isn't it, isn't it set up one through three? Um, or am I, am I incorrect there? Um,
1: yeah, three, you can actually repeat the volume from the, so the volume does max out after three weeks, but you know, you can hit it again for a fourth week if you wanted to extend it out, or you could cycle, um, kind of with that same philosophy, chest for three weeks, go back to week one for chest, add in week one for arms, and then you hit the two body parts together.
0: I got it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the other thing that I really like about this template, and, and you know, one of the things that you said, is this probably is a good substitute for Ultimate Fat Loss or the Lean AF program. Correct or incorrect?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can do this one on fat loss. I think um, the nice part about it is it's going to work for people who are on fat loss and it's going to work for people who are on Recom. Um, You know, we kind of always push that. If you really want to maximize what the intention of the program is, it's to kind of sculpt your body and, you know, how, whatever term you want to use, get leaner, toned, you know, all these buzzwords that people throw around. The bottom line is that means you need to put on some muscle and, you know, lose a little bit of body fat, but the most important thing is adding that muscle tissue. So it's going to, it's going to benefit you to be in performance recomp and have intake up to, you know, maximize the, what the intentions of the program are.
0: Yeah. And, and just so everyone knows, because there's a lot of people that are moving to Eat to Perform Method 3. Eat to Perform Method 3 is performance recomp. So if you're listening to this six months from now, we've probably already made the, the full conversion. Um, and that's what Mike's talking about. And, and, and to be in a positive calorie balance, right, um, that's how you put on lean mass. That's how, you know, as an example, going into... Um, right now I'm in a deload coming out of everything hurts and, um, I am running through a cycle of, uh, Metcon work. That was my plan all along. You know, Mike knows it. I, we've talked. Um, so what I did was I reached out to each form coach, JK McLeod. He also has another site, barbells and, and bow ties that he does on, um, IG. So I had him program, Basically two weeks of engine work for me, so I'm gonna really focus on on that. Um, I'm still kind of up in the air on whether or not I'm gonna do the the CrossFit Open. The you know the CrossFit Open just came out. Uh, I'm excited about doing the CrossFit Open with this amount of muscle. Um, judging by you know kind of how you believe or don't believe um, body fat scales you know I put on roughly five to six pounds of muscle which sounds like a lot but I don't really think it's a lot I mean when I look in the mirror it looks like I put on five to six pounds of muscle because I woke up a lot of muscles I just wasn't using you know I just did not do shoulder work I just did not do as much in the way of rows as I've done in the past. You know, a lot of the strength that I've had with, um, like it makes me wonder about my deadlift. You know, I kind of got stuck. I have kind of this big regret, right? So I did this powerlifting meet, got to 474. If you look at me lifting that 474, you go, wow, he had a lot left in the tank. I have a monster regret that I didn't just go for 500 there, right? Um, just to have that off the list, but, you know, I do, you know, having a stronger back, doing more row work will of course help that. Right. And so those are some of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm trying to, to move a little forward. Cause honestly, I'd given up on the 500 dream truthfully, you know, um, I had lifted 500, uh, pounds with a, um, Uh, hex bar right um with the handles though so it's a little bit higher um but you know like i diminished that accomplishment for myself but the fact that i got 500 pounds lifting off of the ground is pretty amazing right yeah you know especially when you consider i'd never worked out a day in my life 10 years ago you know um other than you know softball and flag football and stuff like that so talk to me a little bit about so do you see a role for lean af with this um what's your thoughts there
1: yeah so let's just break down kind of the differences of all the programs so so i'm huge on frequency for those of you have heard me talk about training know that so the kind of foundation of all of the programs, you're going to have those total body days, three days a week, at least to get that frequency. Um, I think, you know, when you look back through like history and some of the early Mr. Olympias and bodybuilders from, you know, decades ago, they were all doing this. And then you kind of had steroids come into the mix and people were like, well, we only need to hit one body part, part per week. And, you know, when you have that, you know, um, that advantage of being on steroids, then you really don't need frequency. Uh, and it kind of became popular, you know, they called it the bro splits, where like, Monday, I'm going to hit back Tuesday, I'm going to hit legs, and and you can get results doing it that way. It's just, there is a good, um, you know, pile of evidence to suggest that frequency is more beneficial. And I know, um, you know, talking to some like talking to Brad and JK, and they kind of have the same philosophy. So the programs are going to start with that foundation. And then with lean AF, because it was designed for people on fat loss, and it's a big deal when you're trying to maintain muscle and you're in a caloric deficit and sleep may be off and, you know, you're just not as energetic the accessory work is going to be very very low intensity. Basically, we're just kind of going through the motions to to wake up the muscles so to speak, like it's all band and body weight work. It's you know, we're really not doing anything with a lot of atten- intensity because with fat loss, we want to pay extra attention to recovery. Then as you move to Can you hold on one, t-
0: Can you hold on one second because I think that there are a lot of people that are going to listen to that and think that they can't hold on to muscle or build muscle in that process. I think it's also a really good program for people just starting off with exercise, right? It's not barbell intensive. It's not going to be something that, you know, is going to require a great deal of, um, you know, gym memberships and, and things of that nature, right? So it, it does fill a really good focus. And actually, someone asked me about it. Um, and, uh, you know, listening to your description, I would have probably changed my my recommendation. So I do think that that is a good foundation. I think people try to do too much, right? And so you always hear people go, I want to lose fat and gain muscle. Pick. You have to choose. Right. If if you're going to lose fat, let's focus on losing fat. Right. If we're going to put on muscle, you know, I talked about this in the EH, you know, um, when I, you know, I fully expect. Actually, when we talked about the EH, um, I did end up adding in some more uh, cardio and my weight. Literally went down I actually lowered my macros a little bit uh, probably a little bit too much because it started to Actually affect my sleep Um, But I lost seven pounds like quick (laughs) Like it was it was really unreal, you know um, I was a little bit more focused on You know nitrogen balance and, and making sure my sodium was a little bit higher and stuff like that But man those were some killer workouts last couple weeks you know, honestly, I I wish I would have had a little bit better balance with just adding in the, the cardio. And then maybe before we end, I can talk a little bit about my splits, how I modified everything hurts, and probably the modifications that I will make to this as well. But, you know, giving yourself the mental ability to just say, hey, look, I'm, I'm okay with gaining five pounds here, you know, because I know that as my calories go higher, right, that I can pretty much flip a switch and get those five to seven pounds back real fast, you know, if I, if I need to. And that's that's pretty much what I was able. So right now, um, I'm sitting at about 187, kind of expecting this deload to bring me under 185. Man, if you haven't figured out what I'm going to do, I'm going to allow myself to go to 190, move into this new template, right? And that's the mentality that you have to have, right? And so, you know, I talked a little bit about this in the EGB training group. You know, at my lowest, you always know, right at, you know, high 8%, right now on any given day, I'm 14 to 16%. The difference though is that I'm 187 pounds compared to 149, right? I literally, you know, put 30 pounds of muscle onto my frame, you know, and when you look at the amount of things that I can do, you know, it really makes a big difference. And so I'm just trying to help guide people a little bit more because kind of what you're saying, I don't think they would necessarily put two and two together, right? Like I'm just gonna work out, I'm going to do my plan. No, communicate with the coaches. Hey, look, I'm willing to push the envelope a little bit. You know, I, I heard Paul and Mike on the podcast, and I think I'm okay with raising my ceiling three to four pounds. You know, what's interesting about that conversation is that Jordan Dela Cruz today is competing at the American Open. And, you know, we've gotten her calories, 2,600, 2,700 calories. Um, She allowed her weight to drift up, you know, to 118, 119. And in a weight, you know, sport like that, um, that's kind of a big no-no. But we were able to get her down so fast, you know, back to competition weight. Now, I'm expecting... You know, I keep telling her today at three thirty. I was like at three thirty one. Salty carbs, salty carbs, salty carbs. You know. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get back to the templates. So you went over the lean AF, um, mostly body weight. Don't need a gym membership. Would you say it's similar to something like uh, uh, not P ninety X, but more like p90x slow
1: well the the um the lean af you're still you still have the three foundational days um, that's going to have kind of your big bang for your buck movement so you still will um, need to have you know access to a gym where you can do you know your squats your rows that sort of thing yeah Um, it's really the it's really the uh, non-foundational days or the isolation days where it's super low intensity and it's just band work and you're just doing some body weight movements. Um, And then you kind of move to these new templates where we're, we're kicking up the intensity just a little bit on the body part frequency builders. Uh, So there's going to be some machine work in there. There's going to be some dumbbell work in there. Uh, We're not, you know, pushing to the extent of everything hurts, which is kind of that, top level where we're really going all out to try and maximize muscle gain
0: okay so just just for the order right lean af you know in fat loss when fat loss is the priority then these new templates when you're done with lean af and you're moving into more of performance mode and then everything hurts when you're really trying to up the volume and up the intensity. Is that close to correct?
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: Okay. So um, talk to us a little bit about the different body parts and kind of the goal of each thing. Because I think, you know, like you, you talk about chest and arms. It seems to me like if someone really wanted to go like hard in the paint on, um glute workouts they might want to do the the you know it feels awkward to say but booty one and booty two you know combined right could you do that
1: yeah i would kind of take the same approach that i talked about earlier Where i would start with the first one i would start with the booty one hit that for three to four (laughs) weeks and then add add in both um so that way, you know, you're really kind of maximizing that, that volume and you're not pushing too far. But, uh, the, the whole, you know, thought process is, you know, you can't, everybody kind of has those body parts that you want, like I have been working for a long time to bring up my chest and back. Those were just lagging areas for me. Um, I always kind of naturally had my arms were defined, my shoulders, I always liked and, and I have you know, pretty decent abs. And it was just the chest and back kind of felt like, I don't know why they're not coming along. And, um, you know, you can't spot reduce body fat, but you can spot build. So you can kind of target specific muscles and get them to develop faster just by hitting it with more frequency and keeping an eye on recovery intensity and not pushing the volume to the point where now you're you're hindering your progress so it's kind of finding that sweet spot and that's that's the whole uh thought process behind these new templates
0: the the one that i think is going to be neglected the most is the one that i think is the most valuable for almost everyone and it's back because when we talk about back we're talking about posture And most of us, because we're sitting down for our jobs and on computers and things of this nature, a lot of us have sulking shoulders. And when I say a lot of us, I mean me, you know, and what Mike is saying, and I I so believe this. I mean, when you, you know, for anybody that's done everything hurts and and done day four you know that's the day you look most jacked. And the reason why you look most jacked is because your shoulders are pulled back, your chest is out, right? And so, you know, when you have a broad chest, right, when you have more development, like in the case of women, I don't know that broad chest, but shoulders pulled back certainly matters a great deal, right? Um, It's going to give you more ab definition, right? And you don't even need to do abs on that day. I mean, one thing that I will say about, um, I was probably neglecting some of the ab workouts and uh, with everything hurts because it's sort of optional, um, but it really isn't optional, right? I mean, because what I saw was that the more I neglected that, you know, the minute I started adding that back in, I started seeing a lot more definition. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it comes down to the same thing. I mean, there's kind of two schools of thought where some people are very much like, you don't need to do any direct ab work, just hit your deadlifts, hit your front squats. And yeah, those, you know, there's going to be some ab stabilization in there and you're going to work. But, you know, when you talk about directly impacting, you know, the those muscles, uh, there's no doubt that. Um, getting some isolated ab work in will will help make them pop a little bit.
0: I mean, I think we kind of got to have a little bit of a discussion, though, about, about what the ab work looks like. Right? Um, for me, I'm not going to see anything unless I'm just shredding. Right? I've got to do, like, slow ab wheel rollouts you know um dragon flags you know like real intense stuff you know and some of my better personal clients you know that are super athletes and things of this nature you know you're just not gonna get there doing sit-ups you know Mm. um or or doing crunches you need to do like cable crunches you got to be able to isolate a little bit hold a little bit a little bit more gangster type uh um you know planks things of that nature right um all of those things really can help i i I found that you know once i got you know i started doing the abs and started doing some of the like roman chair like high leg lift type stuff um and some of that stuff is programmed in right like the um straight leg you know stuff is lower ab related but You know, getting a little bit more intensity from the ab piece, I think it is a good thing too. Where does cardio fit in this? Because honestly, um, you know, I don't think that I'm alone in this one. That if you're trying to build muscle, you want to kind of keep cardio almost non existent. So that's sort of what I did going into Everything Hurts. And I was okay. With my weight going up because I knew, one, I was keeping cardio away and, you know, the minute I added cardio back in, I would be fine. And that's exactly what happened. Um, What are your thoughts there? Right. Because, you know, I, I know. I mean, basically, I did kind of what we tell people not to do, like, don't be so black and white. Right, but in the case of building muscle, it does matter a little bit.
1: Thoughts? Yeah, so we we could have a whole podcast just on cardio, and it's probably the question that I get asked the most is how can I fit this cardio in? When should I do this cardio? How much is too much? And it's so context related. So let's just talk in a in a general sense uh, with cardio. First, we have to look at the fact that you can get a lot of the health benefits that you're looking for from cardio by just walking. Uh, we don't have to you know, go out and you know run eight miles in order to get the benefits from a cardio session. You know, walking is one of the best tools that we have uh, from a health standpoint. Um, so I think that where people kind of lose focus is when you think about cardio, it's that it's going to just completely ruin all of your gains. And, and that's not how it works. So You have to just look at the signal, the message that you're sending your body. What message are you sending to your body? So if the bulk of your training is resistance-based and you're doing, you know, these programs, um, you're basically communicating to your body that we're trying to build or maintain the muscle mass that we have. We're trying to break down muscle and rebuild new, stronger tissue. Uh, If you start going excessive with cardio and that becomes the majority of your training. Now you're telling your body to be more efficient with calories, which is basically a way of saying, slow down my metabolism. We don't want to maintain this expensive tissue because we're manually burning so many calories with cardio. So now it's not going to prioritize keeping muscle mass. Uh, So how to work it in is basically do these templates as they're designed um, and fit in cardio to your enjoyment. I mean, it's really about If you like to run, um, you know, and you go out and you run eight miles, two times a week, are you, you know, hindering a little bit of muscle growth, probably a little bit, but it's not to the point of, you know, you're still getting in the bulk of your training through resistance training and through these templates. So, you know, getting in a couple sessions per week, walking, hitting, you know, 10, 12,000 steps, um, It's not going to, it doesn't have the effect where, you know, just a little bit of cardio mixed in, you are you know, when we talk about complete optimization versus, you know, I want to enjoy what I'm doing and I'm still going to get, you know, pretty good results, even if it's not, you know, if I'm getting 98% versus 100%, I think people would still be
0: happy with that. People overthink that a lot. You know, the Alex brings this up. Alex Vieta from Hybrid Performance talks about this quite a bit. That um, you know, if you go to the gym and sets and reps are the priority, you're still doing a little bit of cardio work there. So if you're proficient at running, your sets and reps are going to be a little bit easier, your 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 recovery is going to be a little bit better. So you know, to say that running has no value to weightlifting would be wrong. And and by the way, we're not, you know, like Mike's saying, it's not just running; it's walking. You know, I I actually don't run. Um, you know, I I'm a member at Lifetime, and so I have a specific machine that I use. That's like a combo stair stepper. It's just real low impact. Um, I used it. You know, that was. You know, that helped me lose a lot of weight in the beginning. And so having that back in the mix is fun for me. Um, So why don't I talk a little bit about how, you know, I'm doing it. And I also want to kind of give people like some thoughts as it relates to, to the Metcon stuff. Because, you know, J- like I said, some of this stuff that JK is doing, you know, first of all, it's fun, right? I mean, you don't work out. Just because, like, I mean, like, everything hurts is kind of addicting because you work out, and then you go home and you take your shirt off and you're like, damn, you know, I am blown up, you know. Um, But, you know, at the same time, too, like, that can lose its lure, you know. And so I do think that for a lot of people, some level of athleticism is important, and so I'm going to try and and kind of kind of troubleshoot that with Mike a little bit. So here's kind of what I landed on with Everything Hurts that sort of worked for me. And um, if I started to run into trouble with sleep or if I started to run into, um, you know, any type of issues at all, um, I just wouldn't work out, right? Um, if my recovery was low on, on my whoop, I would listen to it, you know, And I think um I I see a lot of people with overuse issues that I think happens because of that, you know. Um you know I was actually just going through a file with a client who did two CrossFit competitions and you know then two weeks later she hurt herself hurt her back. You know. Um my guess is she did two CrossFit competitions. She had pizza on both of them, did the calories up, was trying to earn calories in the gym a little bit and hurt herself in that process. Don't do that, okay? Like, you can deal with these calories. That's a little bit what we coach you on. So what I do, you know, with Everything Hurts and how I'll switch it up with um, the new templates, um, that's the other thing we have to talk about is... um, when would you, you know, because everything hurts is really something you want to do once or twice a year. Is that that is that correct or incorrect? That's what I would recommend, yeah, for most people. Yeah, you don't want to be like banging on volume nonstop. So yeah, you
1: can get away with it for, you know, a certain period of time. But eventually, yeah. like you were saying, overuse and pushing intensity and volume too long, eventually it catches up to you.
0: Well, you did it for like six months, right?
1: I mean, I, I didn't do everything hurts for six months. I did it, you know, I did it for the two months okay. uh, and, and I do, you know, have times where I push volume, but I always kind of keep, you know, keep an eye on that and kind of rotate through periods of lower volume and lower intensity. And um, I kind of have been doing it where I know how to read, you know, what my body is saying and. When I need to dial it back and when I can kind of ramp things up.
0: Well, and you realize that if you miss a workout, you're not going to get fat, right? Yeah. Like, the, I mean, I you know, I hate to use the F word there, but let's be real. You know, that's what everybody's thinking. If I miss a workout, I'm going to get fat. And oh, by the way, yeah, the scale might be up, but it also might be down. There's a lot of factors that affect the scale being up or down. So what I do is I do... Um, You know, for everything hurts, I did the the full body, then the iso day, then I would do abs and cardio, and then I would rest. Um, If I was doing kind of that Metcon scenario, I would probably mix in the Metcon instead of the cardio piece. Um, You know, you can sort of do it any way that you would like. If, for instance, CrossFit is maybe a bigger priority for you, you know, you could certainly do something where you did the ISO day, CrossFit, rest. You know, uh, full body day, CrossFit, rest. You know, all those things are options. What you probably don't want to do is, especially with everything hurts, is just add it in. Now, what about these new templates, though? Could you add those in? Because honestly, Mike's writing these programs. You should be getting in and out of the gym within an hour. The longest it would typically take is about an hour and a half. But with these new templates, what if I wanted to do CrossFit and it was a non foundational day and I just wanted to have that as an accessory? Seems to me like just with my lizard brain, I could do it.
1: It's it's definitely a solid replacement. And, you know, you have to keep in mind uh, the way that they're programmed because there's so much difference. But let's say you're you're doing a, you know, back frequency and, you know, you have something that's heavy on rows and pull-ups and it's kind of your CrossFit style. I'm sure, yeah, why, you know, that would definitely be a, a valid substitute for one of the Non-foundational days that you know you're still going to get the frequency that you need Um, as long as you're not you know remember the purpose is just to kind of keep that muscle building signal extended. We're not trying to like break down every muscle fiber in that scenario. Um, So uh, I think there has to be kind of that um, check your ego at the door mentality. You know we're, we're not trying to you know max out our bent over row in that scenario. You're trying to just get the reps in get through the workout, you know, push yourself through the Metcom, but keep an eye on the intensity and kind of pay attention to, to what that workout is designed to do.
0: So I said the question differently than you answered it. So the foundational workouts, you have to do those, right? That yep. That's the most important part of the program. Yep. And what you answered is that some days you could look at the CrossFit workout and go, Okay, this actually replaces foundational work day three. Yep. Right. But and in the
1: scenario that it doesn't, doesn't, like let's say you're doing a chest frequency and your CrossFit day is, uh, you know, uh, back intensive or lower body or whatever, um, you can still hit your your chest frequency builder because the intensity is not. It's not going to leave you. Uh, your central nervous system's not going to be overly taxed. You're still going to have plenty uh you know in the tank to go through a crossfit wad or something like that so you could actually knock that out in you know 20 minutes and then have you know plenty of time to to knock out a crossfit wad
0: yeah so so how would you do it um would you do it where you would do the non-foundational stuff uh, first and then do a wad or would you do the wad or does it really not matter?
1: Yeah, I would probably do the non-foundational stuff, um, beforehand and just get in there a little bit early, get to the box early. Um, you know, it should not take that long. If you, if it's taking you more than 30 minutes, you know, you're, you're not doing it right. So yeah, uh, you, know, you can, you can knock that out in 20 minutes and, you know, some of those CrossFit workouts are you know, pretty short also. Uh, so you, you know, end up being in the gym about an hour anyway, and it kind of works out nicely.
0: So don't, don't like murf it up and then, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, then do this, right? Some of the longer wads, you you definitely want to stay away from it. Um, and, and don't always think of adding intensity. Sometimes think of, you know, um, you know, you could certainly do like, non-foundational you could do the the bodybuilder and and then crossfit um you could do you know foundational crossfit crossfit you know like the you can you can flex it a little bit but don't just think well i'm just gonna pile on volume pile on as much volume as possible because when you think about what this is ultimately trying to do, we're we're trying to get you you know the the work that you're doing actually isn't the thing that builds the muscle. It's really the rest and the recovery and the and the food, right? So keep that in mind as you're you're making these changes.
1: So I think that's where those those competitive people who like you know they get into into the gym and they see what the RX is and and you know that. Competitive nature comes out, and it's like, all right, well, I have to, I have to RX this, and that's kind of where you really need to just be smart and
0: kind of, kind of like to the pay attention, to. kind of like the back scenario, right? I could definitely see people going, hey, I'm going to do these two workouts because my weight's up a little bit more. It's like, well, you know, is that level of inflammation actually going to help your weight or hurt your weight? It might hurt your right. weight, you know. Yeah. So when we think about exercise, Think about getting better at exercise. Don't think about, you know, um, using this as a fat loss tool or trying to earn a Snickers, right? You can earn a Snickers. Exactly. You can earn a Snickers by walking to the park with your kids. You know, yeah. I always yeah. like, I always joke that the, um, the, you know, here, I'm assuming they have them everywhere, but they have like these little tiny candies um, from like this local candy place, confectionery, and, um, and I always joke with my wife and, and the counter lady that, you know, why wouldn't I get these? I burn these calories work, walking through the grocery store, you know, so yeah. they're like free calories, you know?
1: Yeah. Um so but- I wanted to actually just touch on what you said because you mentioned that a lot about the purpose of exercise is getting better at exercise. And I think uh, it it's, it's a deep thought that kind of gets overlooked because Think about what that means for yourself. And I'm going to use myself as an example uh, because I've thought about this a lot. And for me, fitness and exercise is exactly that. So I like the fact that I can walk into Lifetime Fitness and, you know, mix it up with the bros and do some bodybuilding work and kind of hold my own in that regard. And then the next day I could walk out my front door and run five miles. Like I'm not going to set any world records, but I can do that without much effort. And then the next day I could drop into a CrossFit box and make it through a CrossFit workout with, with no problems. And that for me is what it means to kind of be functionally fit and to get better at exercise. I don't, you know, I look at all of these things as I'm not going to, you know, qualify for the games. I'm not going to, you know, like I said, set any records with my running pace, but I can do all of these things and I can do all of them well. So that's the focus for myself is getting better at each modality when and going to that
0: specific. That's the problem when you become so fat loss focused all the time. What Mike just described is super healthy. And I say this all the time and people hate it when I say it. And I don't care if you hate it when I say it. It's the truth. The people that work the hardest... The people that do their craft the longest, they look the best, right? And so when you want to get to a level that you ultimately want to go to, you know, I see a lot of people try to focus on being less a lot of the time and really don't think about is this healthy? Like, what is the point of that? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, you know, as as calories start to go up, people start to freak out and they freak out. For one reason too, right? One reason that 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 we talk about it a lot, it's pressure, right? There's a lot of people that don't want the pressure to go to the gym. Just keep my calories low because I don't really want to go for a run today, right? I don't really want to push EH day four. You know, too bad. Calories are higher. Come on. You know, the whole point of this is health. The point point of it is aging. The point of it, you know, it's not trying to get to be, you know, I I put up a great example of one of my personal clients who came in from an underfed background and, you know, her weight was up and I got her to lose 14 pounds. What I didn't talk about was the after of that. Right. I got her pumped up for everything hurts, right? Actually, she just said to me that she's going to use these new templates because she wants to work on specific body parts. But she's pumped up to get her calories back up, right? Really push things. I think the the highest that we pushed them up to was something like three twenty nine. She wants to push them to three forty nine, three sixty nine. That needs to be the mentality. Like you, you got to get to that point to where you're starting to think about how can I be more. How can I be healthy? How can I do what Mike said? Walk out the door, run five miles. You know, like you said, you know, I couldn't do it either. It's going to be a little, you know, walking, walking, running thing, but I could do it, you know? And, you know, like my couch to 5K is just get off the couch and run a 5K, right? That's what we all need to be striving for as human beings. And then when you look at, hey, I want abs, Hey, I want to be. I want to look better naked. That all happens as you get better. With you know, food is the answer in that scenario. Work is the answer in that scenario. And doing is the answer in that scenario. You know, we're gonna shut this down. Mike's actually got some movers coming to his house, so he actually needs to to boogie. But I just want to say thank you because uh, to me this is the dream of Eat to Perform. I mean, we we really work, you know, uh, CrossFit did a lot for Eat to Performers. A lot of, you know, Eat to Performers are CrossFitters. And, you know, having that amount of work combined with the amount of food that we give people is awesome. But, you know, And we're even seeing this from CrossFit box owners. They're using the templates that Mike is using. Feel free to use them, guys, right? We want your people getting better. I mean, we'd like them to know that we designed it, but ultimately we care more about them, you know, living longer, having healthier joints, having stronger muscles, you know, and if they end up looking great naked, that's awesome too, right? But Mike, I cannot explain to you, how much I appreciate all you've done, you know, in this regard. And all I can say is that we we plan on continuing pushing this side of things. How can we get Metcons, you know, incorporated into this? How can we get more gyms using this? This is the right way, folks. You know, the right way is to build your body so that you're a more capable human being walking through the world and doing amazing shit, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. And this, you know, it it really is just the beginning. We're gonna keep coming up with more stuff and um, having such an amazing community of people who just are killing it every single day makes it so exciting to just keep coming up with new ideas and pushing out new stuff and just giving everybody the tools to be the amazing human beings that they are.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you look at Brad's template, everything hurts, you know, everybody's doing them, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's very motivating for us when you guys do this stuff and it makes us want to do more of it. So I appreciate everybody listening to this. Hopefully this is helpful. And then if you have any questions, you know, and you're a member, of course, we can address this in, in EDB training. Um, Mike's actually going to leave, Uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you, uh, you know, are not a member of Eat to Perform, our private groups will be able to help you, Um, you know, right now memberships are not open, so you want to get on the mailing list for the new year, but I appreciate everybody listening to this and we'll talk to you guys later.